We're glad you've joined us today for Meeting with God. Meeting with God is the radio teaching ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus. We're in the middle of a series called Poised for Victory, and today we're going to listen to the second part of a message called Possessing the Strength to Fight, which comes from the Lord. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. In order to possess the strength to fight, it begins by realizing and embracing the fact that you cannot win this battle in your own strength. You cannot win this battle in your own strength. Now, maybe as you're hearing me say this, you're saying, but pastor, I just read the text, and it says that we are to be strong. Be strong. Doesn't that, doesn't that mean that we're supposed to have strength, that we're supposed to rally in our own strength? Make sure you read the whole verse, which says, be strong in the Lord. I want to introduce a Greek word to you, endunamuste. It's a word that comes from endunamo, which means to strengthen. Uh, the noun would be, I'm sorry, you're like, am I in school? Yes, you are in a school, actually. But um, um, dunamos, the noun, is the word that we get our word dynamite from. Uh, it means strong, power. This word drives the entire verse. This verse, one commentator said, verse uh, 10 in chapter 6, drives everything else that's coming right behind it and really becomes a key word in the whole book. I think you can see why it's important. But what does this mean that we cannot win the battle in our own strength? Here's the truth. We're not meant to. We're not meant to. Here's something I want you to see, maybe the most important thing you'll hear today. When it says in your text, and I made a little observation about this even in my own Bible, if you want to really grab a hold of all that the Greek is saying here, notice that it says, finally, be strong in the Lord. It's in the passive, which means, really it means, be made strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Be made strong. God is doing the work. I want to look up here for a minute. I, I know that many of you are perhaps coming to church today. You're discouraged. You're frustrated. You've had a hard week. You've had a hard month. You've had a hard year. You've had a hard decade. Okay, all of us come with our burdens to the Lord. But I believe that God's message for you in these minutes that remain is that God wants to strengthen you. And he wants to show you how he wants to strengthen you. He does not want you going about on your own string. God, I'm trying. God, I'm doing the best I can. And he's like, let me strengthen you. Let me strengthen you. It reminds me of the kid who goes to the dentist office and he's got a tooth that's hurting. Well, the worst thing the kid can do is what? Start grabbing for instruments and try to fix it himself, right? No, no, no. The best thing to do as the dentist will say, sit still, put your hands on your side, put whatever I put in your mouth, swallow it, and just sit still. I'll take care of it. Okay? Now, that's what God wants to do in our lives. He's saying, be made strong. Stop grabbing for all the Red Bull and other things that you're trying to do to make it happen, to do it a little better. And if I could just, if I could just grab a little more, muster up a little bit more, I, I think I got, I think I... And God's saying, um, please sit still. I'd be happy to help. 
Now, this is passive, but I would call it a participatory passive. The goal of this word that I've shared with you is to give us a heart to fight, a heart to hope, a heart to yield and receive strength. It's to have a heart to partner with other believers. It's to have a heart to relentlessly pursue victory. You must appropriate the Lord's strength into your life. You must appropriate the Lord's strength into your life. I want to look at this word again in Deuteronomy. They four things about the word here that I want you to see. And normally I don't go into grammar. I don't think you always want to know that, but I think this time it's awesome. And I want you to grasp a hold of four aspects that come right out of this word. Uh, the first one is it's passive, and I told you that. What does that mean? Well, it means that God must do the strengthening. God must do the strengthening. Make a note of this, that Jesus Christ is the source of my strength. If I'm to engage uh, the enemy, if I'm into, if God is going to use me to impact people's lives, if I'm going to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ, I got to have strength. You cannot fight without spiritual, emotional, mental strength. You can't. You can't. God must fill you with this. The source, the source of our strength is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of Paul who was going through a difficult time. He was in jail. And he writes this in 2 Timothy 4, 16. He says, At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. Even his own friends deserted him. He says, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Most it says that the Lord strengthened him, was with him. You see, when Jesus Christ says, I will never leave you or forsake you, it's real. It's real sometimes we don't always see him. Sometimes we don't always feel his presence, but that doesn't mean he's not there. And maybe you're asking, well, is, how does this get appropriated? Who is the agent that brings this strength into my life? Well, Ephesians chapter 3, just a couple chapters earlier, verse 16, Paul prayed that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. It is the Holy Spirit that brings the source of strength to bear on our lives, the Holy Spirit. Here's the choice you have to make, the choice that every one of us is going to make every day this week and every day and every week and every month and every year for the rest of our lives here on earth. The question is whether we will be strengthened and allow God to bring that strength into our lives or whether we will try to be strong in our own strength. That's a battle you'll face. It's a thing that you may not even think through clearly, but for the rest of your life, you're making the decision every day, will I receive strength or will I try to be strength? You see, receiving strength implies humility. It implies dependence upon God. Being strength means pride. It means fool's strength. Well, first, this word is passive. It's also imperative. You might say it's not an option. You know, sometimes we're tempted to have a quitter's attitude. 
How many of us are tired of being strong? You ever get to your point like that? I had this point in the last 24 hours. God, I'm tired of trying to be strong in this stuff. I'm just tired of it. Just tired of having to be strong. You ever had that moment? A couple times a day? We're honest in church. Paul put this in here because he knew we needed to hear it, and the Holy Spirit knew it needed to be an imperative. He didn't say you can be strengthened if you'd like to come. If you'd like to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit, raise your hand. And if you don't feel like you need it right now, then go home. He says, be strengthened. There's no other way to do it. There's no other options. You need to be strengthened. You need to embrace a hopeful attitude. Now, why do we lose the heart to fight? I was thinking a couple options here. I mean, maybe you can identify with one or more of them. Why do we get too tired? Why why are we tempted to quit? Why do we become hopeless? Here's a couple thoughts on that. Sometimes we struggle with being in a state of weariness. Our energy's gone. I'm too tired to fight, Lord. I'm, Galatians 6, 9 says, do not grow weary in well-doing. It's because we face that, isn't it? Well, some of us don't struggle with weariness. Some of us struggle with weakness. You might call it the absence of ability or training. It's not that my energy is low. It's that I'm realizing I don't have the ability to engage and to win in the battles I'm fighting. I'm not prepared. I have too many weaknesses. I don't know how to fight well. Here's a third reason why we lose heart in the fight. Because we feel we're overmatched. The enemy is too strong. Or a fourth reason why we lose the heart to fight, we feel overwhelmed. The circumstances are too big. I'm encouraged by the fact that God's word is the continual story of small people doing great things in the power of God. When we face these different challenges, weariness, weakness, overmatched, overwhelmed, when we're engaged in the battle and we think of weariness, we're Weariness is really saying, this is too long. I don't have the energy to finish the fight. I'm running out of energy. This battle is extended beyond what I can do. Or weakness. Sometimes it's hard for us. I'll say it's hard for all of us, but especially as guys. I'll speak to the guys for a moment. Sometimes it's hard for us to acknowledge the fact that we have too little to win the fight. I don't want to admit, I don't want my wife to know that I'm, I, I don't have anything left in this battle. I can't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trained for this. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I, I'm too weak to continue the fight. There's just, there's just too little in me for too much of whatever else. Or maybe it's the enemy. You have energy, you have training, but the enemy seems too strong or the circumstances are too big, and it seems to us as though it's impossible. See, God doesn't want us to lose heart in the fight, so what are we supposed to do? I love the verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 34, speaking of the great men and women of the faith. It says that they quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, here it is, were made strong 
out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. They were made strong out of weakness. And maybe you're here today and what you're wrestling through is, I don't, I don't know if I have the strength to continue to fight. I don't know if I can keep going. Well, it's interesting to me that God knows that and that God can make us strong. Pastor Luke Aarons from Vertical Church in Columbus. You know, I pray that as you listen to Meeting with God daily, you are growing in your passion to follow Jesus Christ. But you know, following Jesus is more than just listening to sermons. It's about serving Him with our gifts and abilities. Hey, can I encourage you to think about what would be the next step of faith in serving Christ in your church or your community? And you know, if you don't have a church, let me invite you to visit our church family at 1290 Old Henderson Road in Columbus. Philippians 4.13, which somebody read earlier today. Philippians 4.13, Paul said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Let me read that again. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. There's no exceptions to that. And I remember, <laughs> I remember hearing people quote that verse probably before a football game. I can do all things. I can score five touchdowns because God's going to strengthen me. Now put it in context. Paul was maxed out, in jail, hurting. And that's when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, Paul knew it's, it's not hard to be strengthened when the sun is shining and you're scoring touchdowns fast as you possibly can. The time we need to be strengthened, the time where the capacity of God comes to bear in our lives in the greatest way is when we can't go on, when it's raining and when things are cloudy and when things are dark. That's when I need to be strengthened. You Browns fans will have to give me a little grace here for a moment. Um, um, because... Um, I want to use the example of um, sometimes when we're weak in our heart, our heart feels like giving up the fight. Uh, what do we feel like tempted to do? We feel tempted to throw in the towel. Okay, but to use an analogy, when I went to Pittsburgh, y'all, those Pittsburgh fans knew this was coming. They have this thing called the terrible towel, right? And when their team is going or they need energy, all these people whip out these towels and they go crazy with these towels. Now, the question for us today is, um, when it comes to God's strength and what he's offering, are we going to throw in the towel, or are you going to pick up your towel and make it into a terrible towel? Okay? Thank you. You're welcome, Pittsburgh fans. Um, I think it's an analogy of what God calls us to do, to step in, not throw out, or step out. Well, how do we participate how do we join in this? How do we keep? How do we embrace this imperative while it's passive? What am I supposed to do, Pastor? Well, here's the answer. Four letters, one word, pray. Pray. I love what Paul says in Ephesians earlier in this book. He says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened so that you may know what is the hope to which you have been called, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Here it is. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? 
You see, God's power, Paul was thanking the Lord on their behalf for how the power of God was already at work and, and that they would even have a better understanding of what is the great power of God toward those of us who believe. As I was reading commentaries on this, one of the things that one man was saying is many Christians fail to understand their status before the living God. We tend to think of ourselves as, well, I'm just a little Christian doing my thing, trying not to screw things up. When in fact, you're a child of the king with full access to all the resources. And when we forget our position in Jesus Christ, we forget about the resources. We start to go off and leave, leave the castle, so to speak, and begin to try to make things work in our own when our Heavenly Father is saying, you have the key card. Scan it and get back here and come back into the kingdom and let's do something together. Live in my strength, not yours. It's a passive. It's an imperative. It's also a plural. And this might be the easiest one to miss. What that's telling us is that we need to be strengthened in community. It's not written as a second person singular talking to individuals in the church. It's a second person plural, which means he's talking to everyone in the church corporately. Now, obviously, there's an individual aspect to that. It's interesting that, again, when Paul said, notice what Paul does himself. Watch this. He had just told them to, that he wanted them to be aware of the strength available to them in Jesus Christ. Then later on in Ephesians chapter 3, he writes this. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. He's praying again. I love Paul. He can't like even get through like, like an email without praying. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Then you skip down to uh, verse 20. It says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul had a big prayer life because he had a big God. Now, it's interesting. Paul prays for the Ephesians, but then if you look at the end, if you're in Ephesians chapter 6 right now, scoot over to verse 18. As Paul finishes this discussion of the armor of God, he asks for prayer. Verse 18 says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To the end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. You pray, not just me, you pray. And also for me. That words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. See, Paul knew that if we're going to be made strong in the Lord and the strength of his might, it's something that we do together. It's not meant to be done in isolation. I'm going to go home and have my strengthening time with God. Now, there's an element of that, of course. But this is something he first prayed for the Ephesians, then asked them to pray for him. And my question to you is, are you imitating Paul or not? Are you trying to do life on your own and do strengthening on your own? And it's just me and God. That's not the way to do community in God's church. 
There's an element to which I need to be strengthened. I need people praying for me, and then I need to turn around and pray for them. That's mutual ministry. Passive, imperative, plural, present tense. What that's saying is that we need to be strengthened continually. We need strength now. We need strength tomorrow. We'll need strength until Jesus returns. You must appropriate the Lord's strength into your life. Here's the thing that I hope you won't miss. Many of us look at the strength that is offered to us in Jesus Christ. We say, well, I'm going to get some strength today. I'm going to pray, Pastor. I'm going to pray because I just hope that I just hope then things can like get back to normal. Well, I won't need that strength where life will be right side up. So then I won't need to pray anymore for strength. That's not the point of the message. The point of the message is I want to get to the point where I effectively and relentlessly am leaning into God for his strength every day and even sometimes before I need it. See, that's a life of dependence. That's the life of continual engaging the power of God. It's not waiting till things are falling apart. It's saying, God, I need to depend on you all the time, and sometimes more than others, but all the time in humility, I need to be strengthened if I'm going to be the person God's called me to be. Be made strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. In the midst of what's been an insane month, um, I decided it's time for some fun this week. So I'm a huge Cubs fan, and it's been about 100 years since we won anything significant. So um, they were playing in Pittsburgh, and I figured uh, they need some fans rooting for them. And I figured my boys would have a good time. So we met up, met up with their uncle in Pittsburgh, and I went to a Cubs game. That went 12 innings and four and a half hours later, and then drove home till 3 a.m. So it was such a blast, so much fun seeing them win. Like, we savor these things because we haven't had them much like some other fans. But as we were walking out of the game, having a great time, feeling great about it, we are walking over this bridge, which you've been, if you've been to Pittsburgh and to PNC Park, you know, you walk uh, into Pittsburgh back to most of your parking lots, and we were walking over this bridge over the river, and as we were walking over there, there's these, you know, there's like this fence along the edge of the bridge. And as I'm walking past this, I start looking and I start seeing these like padlocks locked to the thing. Now, I just figured, oh, okay, some people, you know, locked their bike up and forgot about their lock. All 8,000 of them. I was like, this is not normal. I'll show you a picture of it. Do we have a picture of it? Yeah, so you can see there a picture of locks. There's tons of these locks. So I'm walking and I... Um, you know, I'm not an obnoxious Cub fan, so I turned to a Pittsburgh fan, and I said, um, I said, what are all these locks? And she said, well, everybody does this. When they're, when they're, you know, when the guy and his girlfriend, they go and they get these locks, and they lock them to this, and it's like a thing. So you can see their names on it. They write their names on it, and it's like a thing. You know, like, we're a thing, so we're going to, like, lock this onto the bridge. Apparently, this is how people in Pittsburgh express their love to one another, is locking it. I'm not sure where to go with that. I mean, the sarcastic side of me is thinking about the dude that keeps walking to games and goes, yeah, I mean, there's one girlfriend over there, and there's, you know, that didn't work out, and, you know. Um, you can see another picture here with just how many there are. That's just one thing. They were just all over the place. 
That's funny. Let me step back for a minute. When you're looking at this whole massive bridge, it's a beautiful bridge. I think the bridge is a great picture of the strength of Jesus Christ. And sometimes we try to be an extra strong padlock that's barely holding water. And the call of this message today is to grab the padlock of your heart and lock it on and lock it into the strength of Almighty God. You see, if you're going to be poised for victory, it's not going to be because of you. It's going to be because you leaned into Him. That is victory. And everything else that comes out of that as we study in the weeks to come is only a natural result of being made strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Thank you so much for listening to Meeting with God, the radio ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus, Ohio. If you missed part of today's message or would like to hear other messages from Pastor Luke Aarons, please visit our archive of Meeting with God radio programs at our website, verticalchurch.life. There you'll find a collection of past messages from God's Word, which you can listen to easily, as well as share with your family and friends. Also on our website, you can learn how to connect with Vertical Church personally if you're in Columbus or leave a prayer request. As always, we hope you'll join us here tomorrow at the very same time for your meeting with God. Meeting with God is the teaching ministry of Vertical Church Columbus. For more information, go to verticalchurch.life.